Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is the fourth and final installment of the exclusive interview with Mr. Daniel Borkowski. Let's go. Welcome to the Russell Westcott Podcast, helping real estate investors like you acquire the inspiration, knowledge, and skills that you need to start, grow, and scale the real estate investing portfolio of your dreams. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Coming down the final stretch here. So, Good thing I reached out to you because uh, in our pre-interview conversation, you shared uh, some uh, big news that's that's upcoming. You are um, you're going to be moving very soon, and you're going to be uh, taking your real estate skills somewhere else. But you still have your portfolio here, right? Yeah. Well, so, so what's this new adventure you're getting on here, Daniel? So my family has decided that we love California and summer so much that we're we're just gonna. Instead of vacationing there all the time, we're just going to move there. So we're in the middle of tying up all of our loose ends here so that we can we can move down there. And so you're still going to own your properties here, right? I'm going to own, I'm, I'm doing some pruning. But yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep Culling some. the herd. Is right. this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good time to kind of simplify all aspects of my life and seeing um, what works and what doesn't and another very smart guy Steve McKnight from Australia used to talk about the velocity of money and I I believe in that a lot and I look at you know what's what's performing and what isn't and so I'm only getting rid of stuff that I think I can do yes but do better with elsewhere with the capital and, and move it and turn it a little quicker. And Well, I think you've also proven that your rent-owned business you have here and all the properties are in Alberta. Yes. Primarily the Calgary or Calgary area. Do they other areas or? Um, between Calgary and Edmonton. Okay. So and a few in between. And you've proven that you can do that for any anywhere you're on holidays all at the same time. So you can still have that. Um, what are you going to be doing now in California? It's going to be... I'm going to be in real estate, but I'm going to take everything that I've learned over the past 12 years, um, mostly from Russell. You've been a great teacher. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I say thank you tongue in cheek. I have, it's, it's all you, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to be um, doing more buy, renovate, and sell, a kind of a, a flipping model um, on, a, on a higher level, very... I wouldn't say high end, but yeah. very, very well done renovations. In in what in, part of California? In Southern California. Southern California. So around somewhere between Orange County and San Diego. I haven't hundred percent made up my mind where. Um, could be Palm Springs, but somewhere in that triangle. Right. So you are you you're looking where you want to live based on where you want to live, or are you kind of just looking at the market that's best ripe for that type of a a little bit of both. Yeah. So I'm getting my realtor license so that I can get the commissions on buying and selling since I'll be doing that so often. And mm -hmm. that'll kind of be the fail safe where if this flip doesn't make anything, at least I got some commissions out of it. So you're going to be like the, the, the TV shows we see on HGTV. It's going to be, it's going to be yeah, da Daniel be. and Daniel and family <laughs> down uh, the Canadian well, snowbird down okay. south. I'll, I'll tell you one of the reasons I want to switch to this model is again, lifestyle. Uh, if I'm, buying renovating and, and selling property that can be turned on and off very easily if, if mm. you want out you sell your properties or you list them hope they sell and then you just don't buy anything else for a little while yeah um, a lot of what i've done in the past can consume you where you're kind of tied to it and i want something that's a little easier to turn on and off 
Um, I want something that the kids can be involved in. I have a three-year-old and a six-year-old. I want to be able to give them a hammer to either help build something or tear it apart, depending what stage of the rental we're doing. Are you going to do some a lot of the work yourself? You're a very, very handy you know, person. I, you just showed me your dock that you built out there. Fantastic work and all that kind of stuff. I, I think it's a, um, a benefit that I know how to do it, but yeah. I don't want to do it. So okay, right? on my own house, I'm going to do my own improvements. Yeah. Um, I'm going to hire teams to, to do all the work because I don't want to buy myself a job. I just want to want to live the lifestyle. So it's going to take a while to put a good team together, but I want something that I can um, turn on and off a little bit easier. And this is something that you've been planning. I, I, I just get the sense that you're just, you're just a meticulous, pragmatic, step-by-step kind of a guy. This has been a year in the works, hasn't it? Um, this hasn't been well, a flighty, it's, this it's, hasn't been a fly by night. Okay, honey, let's do it tomorrow, right? It's It's been more like 10 years in the works, <laughs> okay, but it's finally time to make the move. Yeah. But there's there's been different things that my wife and I have done in the past 10 years to make mm-hmm. the move easier. Citizenships, have you got um, those kind of things or is so, it going to be difficult? So nine or? years ago, she wrote her, her U.S. nursing license so that okay. she can be an employee down there. So that will lead to um, other other options for us to stay more permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, last year we went down and opened up some credit cards and bank accounts. So we have over a year and a half of us credit right now. Mm-hmm. So when we go down, we're not starting from scratch so that some things take pre-planning. Um, Canadians start at zero down there. So anyone thinking they ever want to live in the U S should, should go to a U.S. bank and open up a U.S. credit card immediately and start building a credit history because um, having zero credit is very awkward in life. Yeah. So you're um, going to apply for the financing. It'd be it'd no different than a fix and flip model here, just it's in a different country. <laughs> yeah. So I have investment partners that are very on board with this idea and they're mm-hmm. eager to to qualify and put money into the property. So it'll be the same model where mm-hmm. I'll have joint venture partners doing certain things instead of taking so. two years two to seven years you're going to be doing it in five to six months yeah right exactly nice what's the goal do you have a goal have you written out some some big goals of family properties you want to do and things like um, that nothing's in stone yet because we're moving more for lifestyle so i don't mm-hmm. want to i don't want to pile on it too i want to build our life on purpose put a break it apart here and put it back together on purpose without yeah. complicating things. So I want to structure lifestyle and have the business kind of work in that lifestyle. Hmm. Well, no one I know, and I actually have another conversation lined up very shortly with a guy who it's all about, it has to be fit with the lifestyle. It, it's, and it has to all work within the family. And not just that you're going to be so crazy burnt out and busy and all that kind of stuff, but nobody I know who does is better than you do. Um, Thank you. What advice would you give? So, so to wrap that last thing up, congratulations. I'm Thank very you. proud of you. And I can't wait to see all the stuff that you're doing. I want to hear all about it. Um, I want you to keep, keep us posted on, on the projects and things that you're doing. And uh, I, I just know that you're going to just crush it. So I just know that because I just know who you are. Uh, how do you... And some people are wanting to know, because a lot of, at the end of the day, it's all about, it's not just real estate. You just buy all these properties and own all this stuff and you're just stressed out of your gourd that you just hate real estate after 20 years. You just, that sucked. I hate it. Right? Right. How do you 
be a real estate investor on a full-time basis and still have a life. What has been some of your your um, tips or inspiration that you would offer somebody if they asked you that question? I think, again, it goes into planning and doing everything on purpose and not letting things just happen. So when I structured the rent-to-own business, I didn't want to create a job. And I structured it in a way where the, the client would come to me. Once we're ready for them to pick out a house, they go shopping with my realtor, so I'm not involved in that process. Uh, my mortgage broker would talk to them and figure out their financing, how long of a term we need. I'm not involved in that process. Uh, my my investment partner will, you know, fund it, and they'll go to to the lawyers and they'll they'll sign the the purchase agreement. I'm not I'm not physically involved in that part of the process either. And the same thing happens when you go to sell this at the end. At the end, uh, we already have an agreement in place to sell it. We know the price. Uh, there's no realtors involved. They go to their lawyer to buy it. The investment partner goes to their lawyer to sell it. I'm not physically involved in that process either. So I have never seen any of my rent owned properties. I've never met any of my clients. Uh, I've done everything remotely. Sometimes I'll actually be in Alberta. Uh, sometimes I won't be, but I've I have no need to physically do any of those things. I coordinate everything, but I don't. I'm not physically present for any of those actions. Uh-huh. You, you said you said a word. You probably didn't realize it, but if if, if you're watching, you, you heard the word process at least four to five times in that just that that little segment there. So if you really think about it, you're just the, the person who puts the process together, right? And and then it adheres to the process getting done. And other people are the ones who are responsible to complete the work. Right. And that's exactly what I want to move into the next business. I want to be the project coordinator and run around and make sure the trades are doing what they're supposed to and and everything's going according to plan. But I definitely don't want to be swinging a hammer for 14 hours a day. Well, I'm I'm doing a, a renovation project. Actually, it's going on right now while I'm out here talking with you. It's I have not yet done anything. I've been there just take a look at because it it's one of the first ones. Um, and quite frankly, thank goodness I'm not touching a hammer because <laughs> I take the value down. But it it, it is all about the putting the deal together and orchestrating and being the orchestra leader uh, of, of the marching band. And I don't think anybody does it better than you do. I I really, I, it's just, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, So on the final two, two final questions, number um, before I do get to those questions, number one is I just wanted to acknowledge um, just the, I'm so grateful that you, took the time to, to, to make this. Cause I know how much family is for you and for your, your children and your, your wife to go to the splash park today to, you know, just to go, I know it's fun for them, but mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm grateful that you made the time. And, um, uh, I'm grateful that you opened your beautiful home to, to us here. And, uh, and I'm grateful for you just sharing everything that you've shared. You've mentioned so many people whose shoulders that you've stood on as giants that you've stood on, stood on. I, I, I now consider you a giant and well, there's you. going to be a lot of people standing on your shoulders. And, um, I know you don't like to be in the public eye, but I'd like to see you a little more in the public eye. Cause I think you have a lot to share. I, I really do. And I can't wait to see what the next chapter is being written for you. 
So I'm uh, just honored. And I'm first of all, just a big congratulations. Thank and you. what would you offer just one final, maybe a, an inspiration? If somebody's sitting here and they're watching this, maybe they're feeling a little stuck or they like what they've heard. Um, so that's the final question I'm going to ask. Okay. Before that, um, are you okay if anyone wants to reach out to you and maybe ask you a question or something like that? Or you, where do you hang out? Or, yeah. Uh, website or what? Um, yeah. So it's, you mentioned it's hard to get a hold of me, which is true. I, I don't hang out on social media. I have a Facebook account. I don't log in. Um, it's, it's funny. One, one of my friends who knows I don't use Facebook. I was in California with a different SIM card and I have, the two-factor authentication set up with Facebook where mm -hmm. it, it has to text you a, a six-digit code to yep. be able to log in. And I didn't have the SIM card with me, so he sent me a private message on Facebook, which does email me saying you have a message, but I couldn't read it because <laughs> I couldn't get the SIM card mm -hmm. to get the six-digit. And I got back and I said, you know, you know I don't use Facebook. Like, what were you thinking? And he's like, oh, I just wanted to bug you. <laughs> I was like, it's like, well, I didn't read it. And it took me three weeks after I got back to, to mm -hmm. remember to go in and read it. So that's not a good way to get a hold of me. Um, you can send me an email. It's daniel at gotrealestate.ca. Um, and you check it only once a week? Yeah, -ish. give or take. <laughs> yeah. So daniel uh, at gotrealestate.ca. Correct. Okay, perfect. What would be a final inspirational message you'd like to leave for, for everyone watching this of, uh, of, of giving people, you know, well, not just hope, but just giving people that, you know, of what some of the biggest things you've learned over the past dozen years? Well, first, I'd just like to acknowledge that I've known you for, for almost those dozen, probably 11 years or so, and you've just been an open book, and I've learned so much from you, and, and I really do appreciate the lessons that you've shared, and you used to be up on, on stage at a lot of events I went to, and you know, it's um, a lot of what I know is because of, of you. So, oh, so thank you for that. Thank and, you. Thank you. Um, I wouldn't be where I am today if I if I'd never met Russell Westcott. Oh, thank you very well. I just love your family for one. Like you're top to bottom, your whole family is just amazing. So, thank you. So, uh, so inspiration for everyone. I think I think what really changed for me was I used to try to do too much and I would listen to what everyone said, which everyone has good opinions and tips of what works for them and what other people should be doing. But I tried to do everything. <laughs> and you mentioned that I don't like to work long hours. I used to have, you know, three jobs. I used to be a crazy workaholic. So um, now I realize that's not me. But I used to be a member of meeting uh, groups I would meet for lunch and breakfast once or twice a week business things, uh, Toastmasters, all kinds of groups. And I was just, I was busy, but nothing was happening. I was just busy doing what everyone told me I should be doing and nothing was really happening for me. Then I decided to work on myself and you can do a lot of that on your own for free by, buy some good books. And you recommended Russell, one of my favorite authors of all time, Robin Sharma mm -hmm. wrote uh, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, Ferrari yes. and a lot of other amazing books. Um, so for the, for the price of a book, you can really improve your, your own life and work on yourself. But I, I asked for help. I hired a coach. I made a commitment that I was going to work on myself. And one thing I learned from that was I needed to simplify 
my life and do more things for me. So I got rid of everything. I got rid of the, the networking meetings that I was doing that weren't, weren't actually productive, but I thought, I thought they were because someone said I should be there doing them. I got rid of the, the Toastmasters, which is a great organization and it's, it's, a, it's good, but it wasn't a fit for me at that time in my life. And I just dropped everything, simplified, got into yoga. And right around that time, everything started happening for me. Um, the, the law of attraction, clients started coming to me, investors started coming to me. And I think it was me letting go and stop trying to, to be everything and to everyone and, and just kind of focusing on myself when things really started to, to shape up and, and actually turn into that vision board that I had created. So mm. I, I would stop trying to do everything, um, do what makes you comfortable. I used to go to meetings in a suit. Uh, I hate suits. I wasn't comfortable wearing a suit, but someone said, if you want to raise money, wear a suit. <laughs> I didn't raise a penny wearing a suit. Some people do. I didn't. Yeah. If I wear what I'm comfortable in, then people are attracted to that. So don't just try to be yourself and, and work on your confidence. And, and that's probably the best message that I can give on, out there. Put on your own oxygen mask first before you start helping other people. Exactly. Take care of yourself first. Well, couldn't have said that better myself. And, and thank you for sharing that. That's who would have thunk to sometimes in order to get forward, get ahead, you have to let go of a lot of things. And that was your biggest realization. So right. once again, Daniel, thank you very much. That's fantastic. Thank you for thank sharing. You, Guys, stay tuned for the next uh, lesson that's upcoming in the next interview. If you want, reach out to Daniel. He gave you his email address there. And I can't wait to share the next interview with you as well. All right, guys. Thank bye you. for now. Hey, everybody. I sure hope you enjoyed that uh, four-part conversation with Mr. Daniel Parkowski. Now, wasn't that kind of like a, for some of you, if you are listening to this and you are, you know, more of the introverted side and, you know, the thought of you going out and, you know, making a big public display about what you're doing, it just isn't your style, just isn't your bag, if you will. If, uh, I, I hope this conversation, one of the things I really want to get through as my intention was to give you that there are multiple ways to build a portfolio of properties. There are multiple ways. You don't have to see what everybody else is doing and you don't have to be, you know, a Grant Cardone and a Gary Vee and, you know, even just within the world, you don't even have to be a Russell Westcott and put the message out there on a very big and bold and audacious. I got tripped up in this word at the beginning, audash, audacity, audacious, and an audacious world. Look at that. I can't even speak. And I can still, <laughs> sometimes you still have to just do it anyways. So that was my main intention of this was just to give you that there are other ways to do this. Okay. And really maybe with just a handful of really good trusted relationships and a handful of good people that you're going to be working with, you can create a portfolio of properties. That was one of my main intentions was to just share the other side of the story from instead of, you know, put it out there, me, 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 look at me, look at me, look at me. There are people out there that are quietly underneath the surface, building a incredible portfolio of properties. The other thing that really resonated with me was, you know, just Daniel's organization and his being a, an amazing operator and just in his quiet and unassuming way, how he is just 
he just gets the job done. And that for that, you know, Daniel, I just wanted to just thank you. You are an amazing example of an amazing real estate investor. Now, before we do sign off here, guys, um, this interview that I've sharing with you on my podcast. This was taken from a series that I am doing and have done called Standing on the Shoulders of Giants. And this is something that I um, put together for the members of my Raising Capital Academy. And if you're ever interested in checking out the Raising Capital Academy, I'd be honored to have you in there. So if you are listening to this, and if there is a link below where you are listening to this podcast, means that there are some spaces available. This is by an application only, and the only way to get in is you have to actually apply to get into the Raising Capital Academy because it is a community, and I want to make sure that the people are coming in all fit within the community and that we're all in it together to help each other grow. Now, one of the questions I get a lot about the Raising Capital Academy is somebody will say, well, Russ, is it just another joint venture program? Well, no, it's not even close to that. Um, will you learn joint ventures? Absolutely. Will you raise, learn how to raise capital? Absolutely. But here's the, the core intention of the entire community and program has been really truly built around, and you would have heard this in a previous episode where I shared with you the team analogy, T-E-A-M, okay? It's built upon those five fundamentals. Number one is it surrounds you with an incredible team to help you become successful in real estate. Number two is it helps you bust through some time limitations with some productivity, with some time planning, um, some goal setting. How do you plan your day? Okay. It also gives you the education, education to raise capital, but also education on how to be a successful real estate investor in your niche. It gives you the attitude and mindset training all at the same time, and it helps you bust through the money issue all at the same time. So it is a comprehensive um, community. It is a comprehensive training um, academy. And more importantly, it's just an amazing group of people that are all together that are, are looking to help each other and inspire each other on this journey forward. So you know, I could go on and on just talking about the Raising Capital Academy, but why don't you just click on the link wherever you're listening to it below in the show notes. There will be some information about the Raising Capital Academy. It is gives you a tremendous amount of information. You know, one of my personal philosophies is never be accused of not giving people enough information for them to make the correct decision that's for them. So if you're looking to be part of a community that are helping and inspiring and are action takers, and if you're looking for some personal development on top of this whole thing about real estate investing, the Raising Capital Academy is where you need to be. So just click on that link, read all the details. If it resonates with you, fill out an application, and then we'll take the next step from there. Okay, guys, sure hope you have yourself a wonderful day. And remember, in every interaction you have with another person, each and every day, always leave them feeling inspired, encouraged, and always come from a place of love. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Russell Westcott Podcast. Before you run off, could you do us one final favor? Wherever you're listening to this episode, we encourage you to leave a review, share with your friends, and subscribe so you can receive the latest episode to keep you feeling inspired and encouraged for the entire week. Visit www.russellwestcott.com for more information, support resources, and upcoming speaking engagements near you. Bye for now.